Welcome to the Momming with Jesus podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hargrove. On this show, I help moms discover Jesus in their motherhood. I hope this show encourages you in your mom journey. Enjoy the message. Well, welcome to the Momming with Jesus podcast. I am actually super excited to have a very special guest on today. Her name is Cheyenne Maria. Um, and she is, she's just awesome. I um, met her several years ago at an event of a mutual friend. Um, and it was all about fitness and even just women empowerment. And she was just so motivating. And so I followed her for the past couple of years and I have been so encouraged by her heart, her passion, what she does for other women and so much more. And we've, um, over the past couple of years have chatted here and there kind of built a friendship, you know, yes. and, and I really just, I love her. And so she is actually a wellness mindset and accountability coach. Um, she has a passion to help women be confident in their own skin. And I've actually seen countless of her testimonials that I watch. I'm like, oh my gosh, these women's lives have been changed because of one, her expertise, her knowledge, but not only that, her passion. And so I truly believe that God has led us to her and even have her a part of this podcast today. Cause I know that there's so many women out there that need her encouragement, her, her passion, her words, and everything that she's going to share with us today to just really find confidence in their body image and so much more because she has more than that. She has so much more to bring to the table from her heart and her, and her life, but Cheyenne welcome. And I'm so glad that you're with us today. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And so Cheyenne, before we just kind of get into, you know, more specific things, do you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself? Just where are you from? What are some basics about you that you would like for us to know? Cheyenne, fun facts. Let's see. <laughs> I grew up in a small town called Castroville. It's like 45 minutes west of San Antonio, I guess now with all the traffic and development that's happened. Yeah. I grew up out there, very, very grateful for the small town life, but I quickly wanted to get out. I wanted more. I knew there was more than just uh, the, the two stoplights that we had in the town. Mm -hmm. And so I moved to San Antonio when I was 18, started going to college out here. And although they're super close, it was a very different world. You know, Castroville is very, is not as diverse as San Antonio. So I had one way of life and that was it. That was the ends to the means out there. And right. here you meet just a different walk, like walks of life everywhere you turn. And I love it. I love people. People have always been my passion since I was yeah. young. I was voted most popular in high school just because I did not care what yeah. you drove, what you wore, who you hung out with, what table you sat at at lunch. I talked to everybody yes. and I have people that still message me and they were like, you're still the same person from high school. Yeah. Like just super, super easygoing. And I think it's right. because I didn't have the best home life. I didn't have a terrible life by any means. I don't right. want to make my parents sound awful, but I knew that I couldn't be the only person facing a hard life at home. And I didn't want to make it for more sure. difficult for those at school. So yes. I just always smiled and said hello to everybody and really right. tried to be as inclusive as possible. You know, high school's tough. Why make it tougher? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, then I, I was in college. Um, I was going to college for law. And then I started working in the real estate management uh, world and quit college and then started making money and then went 
back to college in 2020 when the world was just shifting. Mm -hmm. And my passion, again, has always been people, whether it's making them feel good, um, criminal justice side of everything. I was mentoring youth felons for a little Mm -hmm. while in 2020 when I had a little bit more time, you know, working from home. Mm -hmm. And then my dad passed away and everything changed. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Well, um, thank you for sharing that so far, Cheyenne. And first of all, of course, I am very sorry to hear that um, about your father at the very end. Um, And I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that, but my condolences. And that's cool to know you grew up in Crassaville. We're actually, where we live is right. We're all the way, um, all the way on the other side of town for most people. So we're right at the edge of Castroville. So it's like 15 minutes from us, cute little town, but I can imagine the small town life brings a lot of pros and cons. So you made it to San Antonio sounds and looks like you're flourishing. So that's so cool. And you know what, when you said you're voted most popular, I could totally see that because (laughs) of like, not just because you're cool, but honestly, like what you said, I can get that vibe off of you is that you make people feel good about themselves, no matter who they are. And you have a genuine heart for people. And that is something that's very obvious. Um, and so I just, I love that about you and, um, just what a beautiful heart God has given you, even through the midst of like the circumstances you're kind of expressing you went through, you know, growing up. Um, and so God used that or allowed that to be something that produced beautiful character in you. So I love that Cheyenne. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I have another thought or question and I know, you know, on this group, like so many of us are at different journeys when it comes to our faith. You know, we have, um, found God in our own ways and different ways and circumstances for you. How has faith played a role in your life personally? Uh, huge. If I, I'm going to cry, um, I'm, I cry probably once a week, just like in heavy gratitude. I would not, I'm going to (laughs) cry and that's okay. That's welcome. I would not be where I am without my faith and, um, just trusting that, I mean, obviously hard work, but having that faith in the Lord and knowing like, I will never be without because of him. Um, Mm -hmm. growing up, we didn't go to church as a family. I would go to Sunday school with my aunts every once in a while, but my parents had differing religions. My dad Mm -hmm. was a devout Catholic. My mom, I want to say, I know my grandma was Scientology based, but I'm Mm -hmm. not sure what my mom was. So I actually fun fact, and I don't think my mother-in-law is going to listen to this, but I actually decided I woke up two weeks ago and I, I sat up out of the bed and I told Nate, I'm ready to be baptized. Like I'm ready. Wow. Yeah. So she doesn't know it was, it's going to be a surprise yeah. for her. I don't know if she'll, I won't share this until after I think it might happen this weekend, but wow. um, just my faith in God has gotten me here, you know, obviously hard work, um, staying disciplined with myself and yeah. everything in between, but I don't, everyone, I don't know how to put it. Um, yeah. You don't believe in something, whatever that is. I mean, you've got to, you've got to have hope somewhere. If not, yeah. whatever that looks like for you, mine happens to be Jesus, you know, and yes. I'm proud of it. I'm not going to shadow that with any fear or of judgment, especially nowadays. And I, you know, that's, that's my foundation and that's for why sure. I am who I am. And I, I speak it out proud. 
Yeah, that is such a beautiful story already, Cheyenne. And, you know, I myself didn't grow up in the church or I went to Catholic church a couple of times, maybe a handful of times that I remember. And, you know, it wasn't until for me, 2008 is when I truly found Christ. And it's just so cool that, you know, regardless of our upbringing, God has his way of drawing us to him. Mm -hmm. And that's evident in your life. Like you are so confident and passionate about how Jesus is the foundation of your life. And that is so beautiful. And like, I am thrilled to know that you are, um, soon choosing the decision to get baptized like that. It literally gets me slightly emotional and excited because I remember when I got baptized and it's just such a powerful, simple, yet powerful moment in your faith. Like it is just, and your heart is just being unctioned to do that. And I'm just so proud of you for saying, okay, I'm going to follow that. I like, was I'm literally, ready. I, was, I got sick. I had COVID a few weeks back and I was sitting in the room quarantined by myself and I come out and I told me, I said, I'm ready to be baptized. And he's like, okay. He's like, let's do it. Something's <laughs> happening in there. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is great. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Well, I am super excited to hear that and just proud of you for just, like you said, being bold in your faith. Um, and when was it for you? Would you say that? Like, I know you mentioned like y'all didn't really grow up in church and stuff like that. When was like, um, the moment for you where you started like pursuing your faith on your own, like personally sixth grade, um, in Castroville, we fortunately had something called FCA It was fellowship of Christian athletes. And every Friday we had uh, meetings and Mm -hmm. I would just go with my friends and I would sit in and, you know, I'm still not someone that could, you could ask to read scripture randomly. I'm not there right. yet. I'm mm-hmm. working on that, but right. I would go and I felt the presence of the Lord, the togetherness and the unity that, you know, yes. sitting together and congregating and speaking about your faith can do and hearing testimonies, you know, even just mm-hmm. in middle school and high school, hard times happen to people yes. and just hearing and realizing that if you have something to believe in, you can really pull through. And it was beautiful to hear one in specific, Avery Ruiz was her name at the time she's married now. I think her name's Stanford. And that like really stands out. I don't even know if she remembers giving her testimony, but it was something that moved me. And um, moments like that just really pulled me in. And then as I got older, um, moved out to San Antonio by myself, um, Pearl Street. I walked into Pearl yeah. Street in a time mm-hmm. that I had a gap where I kind of like, I wouldn't say lost faith. I've always been faithful, but not as right. d- disciplined in my church going as I should be. And mm-hmm. uh, it was New Year's Eve, I believe. And I walked into Pearl Street Church. And when I say I heard Oceans by United Hillsong, yes. it just bawled, <laughs> yes. just started bawling. And from there on, it was like, I don't pure bliss walking into that church. I haven't been there. And since really COVID I've been a few yeah. times, mm-hmm. um, but we go to Nate's um, family's church and right. that's been great. And even that we haven't been as good as we need to be, but right. it doesn't change like where my heart is and yeah, who I know exactly. I you know, owe everything to at the end of the day. Right. Right. For sure. Well, that that's, it, that just like blows my mind because it's like, sometimes we don't realize like as simple as those that organization that's well-known FCA, like, well, those, those people that lead it ever realize the actual impact it had on these kids' lives. Like they might see some of them think, Oh, you know, this is just hitting the wall, but it has changed your life. It was like the beginning seeds that have formed your faith over the years. And so, I mean, that's just, that's just so cool. And um, thank you for sharing that personal moment. I think that's beautiful. Um, Cheyenne, what is something hard. Okay. Look, we've all been through hard things. Um, all of us, no matter how great of lives we've had. Right. 
Um, I think I can think of many myself, but what is something hard that you've gone through that you've had to overcome and how did you get through it? The hardest thing in my life was losing my dad by far. Um, up until that point, I never understood depression. When people say, said that they were depressed, I'm like, go, I don't know, go outside, go for a walk, do something Mm -hmm. like pull yourself out of it. I actually, in in January, my dad passed away November 7th of 2020. And then December, I can't remember when I got COVID, but it was when you had to like lock down for a full two weeks and it was cold and muggy and awful and depressing outside. So I really fell into this hard, dark space because I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't live a normal life after that because Mm -hmm. of COVID on top of losing my dad. And in January, I went to my doctor and I actually sat down and told her everything. She started crying and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, I was like, I think I'm depressed. I don't know. As she starts crying, she's like, no, she's like, you're absolutely dealing with depression. And she had asked me if I wanted any type of medication. And I looked at her and I said, let me try to pull myself out of this. I said, I think it's very circumstantial. I think it was a lot of things at one time that's that have piled on. Mm -hmm. And I would really like to mentally try and pull myself out of this and it wasn't until I saw how I was affecting Nate with my depression. Um, Had I been single, I don't know how long I would have been depressed. To be honest, Mm -hmm. I looked outside, he was standing on the patio one day and my boyfriend is the happiest person. When I say, if you don't, if there's a, like, if there's not a smile on his face, something is really wrong. He smiles through everything. And he was outside and just looked so defeated in a sense, just law. Like he didn't know how to help me. And I looked through the window and I told myself in my head, I said, you either decide to pull yourself out of this or you leave this man so he can be happy. And the next day I just started waking up, you know, brushing my teeth again, making my bed, cleaning, doing the laundry things that, you know, make me feel good. Organized life is my go-to. So I wasn't doing any of those things. And I just started little by little getting back to life and doing things that made me feel good. I didn't, you know, I started going to the gym again when I could after it had COVID had passed and it didn't happen overnight by any means, but at some point I didn't feel sad anymore. And with grief, it's funny because I'm coming up on three years Yeah, and it doesn't hurt any less. I want to say like two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. I had a moment where I just missed my dad and I just started crying and but it doesn't happen as often anymore. And that's, that's what I tell everyone. That's like what I preach to anybody that loses a parent or somebody that's close to them. It'll never hurt less. It just hurts less often. So like when it first happens, it's just a constant storm. You feel like you're never going to get out of. And now it's like a thunderstorm, maybe every few weeks. We're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Cheyenne, that was a very sensitive thing. Um, when I asked you that question that you had to share and very personal and once again, I'm so sorry. I I can't imagine. And it's, uh, it's, it's, I, that's your daddy, your, his little girl. And I can only imagine the, the deep pain that, um, you might feel, but thank you for sharing ways that you were able to overcome. And I like how you share, cause grief is just such, it's a thing. It is yeah. very, it's very, it, it's just very hard. And so, to tell someone not to grieve is not the answer, but I like what you shared. Like it's not going to ever hurt less, but it'll just hurt less often. And it's something that you just have to walk through. But then you shared that at the end of the day, you had to choose to take practical steps to like, okay, like, let me start by brushing my teeth. 
Let me mm-hmm. start by getting out of the bed. And that's hard to hear when you're grieving. I would never say, Hey, just go do this, this, and this, but you were just sharing how you were able to little by little overcome something. And I'm not so going dark. to lie. Mm-hmm. I got really mad at God. Yeah. Right. I got really mad for a second. I said, why him? Why right now? I haven't had babies. I haven't gotten married. Like why yes. right now? And you know, anger turns into just, I don't even know it turns into everything. It just fizzes away at some point. Yes. You just realize everything. And I truly mean everything happens for a reason. Had my dad not passed away, mm-hmm. I would not be sitting here with you right now. Right. I can tell you that for a fact, I'd still be working my nine to five. I wouldn't have realized how short life was. I yeah. wouldn't have taken a leap of faith. There's just a lot of things in the moment. Would I give everything up to give my dad a hug maybe, but I truly yeah. believe that everything happens for a reason. And me getting through that hard time has allowed me to help others that have since then faced, you know, the loss of a parent that they were really close to. So as awful as it was to go through, I firmly believe God has a reason for everything. And I just had to let go and trust what, whatever that may be. And now I see it three years later, but in the beginning, Ooh, I was mad. I was so upset. Right. And you know what, uh, thank you for expressing that because people need to know that that is actually a normal part of grieving is even having anger towards God. Um, and that is okay. We're almost afraid to feel angry and then to feel angry towards God. Like mm-hmm. it almost like paralyzes you, especially if you're a believer in Christ, like, oh no. And then not only do you have this anger and grief, but you have shame you know, and it's like, oh, I shouldn't feel this way. And it only puts another wedge between you and God. But the truth is that one, that's a part of grieving, but two, God can handle our emotions. He can, he understands way more than we do. Why we feel angry even towards him, because we just don't yet have quite the full understanding of everything. And he is patient and he doesn't leave us. He does not leave us even in our angriest moment, even when we run away And in Psalms 139, it says that there's nothing that can hide us from his presence. Even if we try to hide in darkness and run away from him, that even there he's there. And I think that's just so powerful to know that he can handle our anger. And, and, you know, though I know that things happen and God's able to make beautiful things out of even the worst situations, you know, I try to encourage people to know that God's heart is never to take away someone we love. He doesn't rejoice in yeah. passing. He, he's not one who causes that the enemy is real and his plans, but God, what he does is he's able to take those pains and somehow make something beautiful. Does he cause them on purpose for a greater purpose? No, but he uses them for a greater purpose. And so I believe that even though this, this loss was something that pained his heart too, yeah. that he says, how can I make this beautiful? And he's, and at the beginning of COVID, I reached out to my friend Mallory Duguid, whose dad, I believe was a pastor. Me and her had said hello in passing. Yeah. And I believe God drew me to her because I lived alone at the time. Me and Nate didn't start dating towards the end of 2020. So like when it first hit, I was alone all the time. I was very, very fearful of, you know, I trusted in the Lord, but I was so concerned yeah. with like the worldly fear that I had. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand what was going on. I, that actually everything again happens for a reason. I started praying every night. I set an alarm at nine o'clock. I had an alarm go off. It was like, pray. It didn't matter where I was, whether I was at the gym at home, I didn't care. I stopped what I was doing. And I gave a moment to the Lord. And I feel like COVID happened for me to kind of get closer to the Lord in order to be prepared 
to lose my father. Cause had I mm. not already had that extra relationship Some, strengthened, yeah. um, I don't know where I'd be had I yeah. lost my dad in the midst of, you know, being further away from the Lord. So again, exactly. I trust everything happens for a reason. When you look back in yeah. the grand scheme of things, you're like, oh, that's why that played out the way it did. Right. So, you had something to cling to when mm -hmm. something like the hardest thing you had to endure was around the corner, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for sharing that Cheyenne um, again. And again, so sorry for that, but I'm so proud of you for just being resilient through it all and just finding hope still for your future and, and just seeing how God's made it beautiful. So um, now Cheyenne kind of shifting gears a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do right now? What is your passion? What, what do you do? I am a wellness coach. I want people to live the healthiest lives possible, happiest lives possible, and everything in between. And in order to do that, I would say you need to start small. I, I have women approach me and a lot of my clients, I don't really market myself the way I should. A lot of it's referral based. Majority of my business is referral based, which makes me happy because I'm doing something right with the clients that I do have. Right. Right. And so it's because of my dad that I'm where I'm at. I was working mm -hmm. a nine to five before and he was 55. 55 yeah. is young. Um, he was a beer drinker, fast food eater. And I firmly believe had he taken better care of himself in his younger years that he might yeah. still be with us. Right. And so my hope is to give people and women, especially mothers that are happen to be my secret sauce. Yeah. Um, more time. I may not be around to see it, but more right. time overall, you know, we are constantly decaying. So why yes. not preserve us ourselves the best we can while we can. Yeah, no, that's so true, Cheyenne. Um, and you know, that's what I've been seeing from what you do is just really giving like this hope and confidence to women and, and your heart behind it is like, I want you to just live a healthier, longer mm -hmm. and happier life. And so my next question was going to be like, what has given you the passion behind this? Um, you can elaborate if you like, but I know it's almost like, you know, what you went through with your father almost gave you yeah. a passion and birth behind what led you there. Um, is that where this journey for you started as well? Um, or is there more to that? I've always been health conscious. You know, I remember being self-conscious about my body as young as first grade, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and I started really making changes. I stopped drinking soda in 2007 because I played mm -hmm. volleyball and I didn't want cellulite in the short shorts. And then right. in high school, I kind of drifted away from health the way I had in prior years because I started working my senior year of high school. So I wasn't as yeah. active as before. And then I saw a picture of myself that I was not happy with. And it did start out, I'm not going to lie. It started out with vanity in mind. I wanted right. to look good and I wanted right. to look good for others. Honestly, it wasn't even for myself. I wanted the guy that I love to love me back. And he would love me if I, I looked a certain way. And gosh, if I could go hug young Cheyenne and tell her it has nothing to do with what's on the outside, sweetheart, and mm -hmm. everything to do with what's in here. Um, but now I am very much a overall wellness mindset when it comes to why I work out, why I eat the way I eat and yeah. looking good is just the cherry on top, but right. overall I'm like, I want healthy blood panels. You know, I don't exactly. care. I, I want you to feel good in your own skin, but I yeah. have people that come to me as diabetics, pre-diabetics, fatty liver, high cholesterol, all of these health issues that can be fixed with 
simple diet changes and yeah. a little bit of movement in your day. So exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, for sure. And um, you know, one thing that I admire about you that I've seen um, so much is like how disciplined and determined you are, you know, and I, all of us can say every day we want to be disciplined. And it almost sounds like a very intimidating word or for some of people, it comes natural. For some people, it seems impossible. But for you, I see that that is something you implement every day in your own ways. Have you always been a disciplined person and what is some advice that you could give to women who are just striving to implement some sort of disciplines in their life as well, whether it's fitness, eating, just um, business, anything like that? Um, so have you always been this way? What are what's some advice, you know, that you could give us? I have to give credit where credit's due. And as mentioned before, I played sports growing up and I have mm -hmm. two coaches in specific, Coach Delion and Coach Griggs. Mm -hmm. They were on me and coach Delion, she, I have a little story if you don't mind. Yeah, she, go for it. And I was a freshman in high school and I got to volleyball practice early because I wanted to eat my Cheerios before we had practice. So right. I got there early. I did my warmups and then I sat down because I was done with my warmups. I sat down to eat my Cheerios. And as everyone else started coming in, they started to sit with me. And I'm sitting there just eating my Cheerios, knowing I'm ready because I warmed up. Yeah. He yells, Cheyenne. You know, young Cheyenne, teenage Cheyenne. I roll, walked over there yeah. reluctantly. And I'm like, yes, ma'am. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm eating my Cheerios. I already warmed up. And she's like, you know that they follow what you do. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, that's not my fault, you know, yeah. but mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, I realized she saw in me what I didn't see in myself. And I say mm -hmm. this with all of the humility, a natural right. leader, right? People often ask me for advice. They trust what I say. And I do take that to my heart because I don't promote things that I don't use myself or I don't believe in yeah. myself. I've had companies reach out to me and I'm not necessarily aligned with their, you know, the way they do things. So I'm not going to just do it for money or free product or anything. I want exactly. to really preserve my brand because I mm -hmm. am my own brand. I am a walking billboard. And so she saw what I didn't see. And coach Griggs was just one of those coaches that did what she asked us to do. She yeah. was, I mean, I want to say, I don't want to age her, but she might've been mid to late thirties and she was running miles with us. She was doing everything that wow. we were doing. And I had so much respect for that. For and sure. she was very disciplined. She was just somebody that I looked, I looked up to. And so those two people definitely planted the seed as to why I am the way I am. Yeah. And I have, I used to have, if anybody knows who David Goggins is before my dad passed away, I had a very David Goggins mentality. And it's mm -hmm. just one of those mindsets that there's nothing I can't do. Yeah. There's not a single thing that you can ask me that I can't do if I set my mind to something and it's one of the, it's kind of really, really, it's one of the, it's over here, way across over here. And then as yeah. my dad passed away, I understand while coaching people, I need to approach it a little bit more Mel Robbins. If you don't know who these people uh -huh. are, 10, 10 recommend looking into both of them. But Mel Robbins is a little bit more empathetic, soft-spoken, nurturing. Right. And I used to be over here. I'm somewhere in the middle now. There's days I'm more David Goggins, but discipline yeah. is just one of those things. Motivation is never really there for me. I don't, I like working out, but who wants to exert energy like that? Yeah, it's exactly. easy to kick your feet up on the couch and just relax. But the discipline and the benefits that come out of that hard 
yes. way, out, far outweigh the heart of being tired all the time, uncomfortable in my yeah. own skin. And so I know what I need to do in order to get to where I want to be. And there's nobody that's going to do it for me. I can't blame anybody. Right. So mm-hmm. I just do it. It's one, it's hard as Nike would say, just do it. Right. Um, and I would strongly suggest not starting something super, super crude, like crusading. It's going to ask you to do 20 different things in one day. Start yeah. small. Exactly. If you don't drink enough water, start drinking more water. If you right. don't eat enough vegetables, start eating more vegetables. If you don't mm-hmm. move, walk 20 minutes a day. Start small. Exactly. You don't have to do something that's outrageous right away because that can easily burn you out and you can feel defeated. So start small and just right. add on from there because you can yeah. see that you can do that. So, okay, I can do this. I can add this brick. I can add this brick. And for sure. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. That's so cool to know that like you had once again, just people in your life that truly, um, inspired you so much that it's affected your future, you know, and who, just like you said, like not only them, but you have noticed that, wow, I am a walking builder. Like what I do will lead others to a positive way or not a, like Mm -hmm. so positive way. And that's for all of us. Like our life choices will definitely influence other people. And I love how you've used that like ability and even gifting because God gives us those giftings, even of leadership. The Bible says all of us are leaders. We are all influencing, mm-hmm. but then God does give, like there are specific people who are just have the gift to lead. And that's just mm-hmm. the facts. Um, and there's different kinds of gifts, you know, and I clearly see that in you and to see that, wow, like you are also leading people to see how important discipline is, but not only that, how achievable it actually is as, as easy as starting with something small. And, and, you know, for me, myself too, in this season, I feel like God has really helped me to begin to become more disciplined. And I've noticed for me, the more that I have on my plate, the more it's required, Mm -hmm. you know, not only am I a mom, but we pastor a church, we have a podcast we have, I homeschool now, and I'm just sharing what I do, right? You have your own set of multiple things that you're doing. <laughs> and so it's like, if I'm going to be on top of what I'm doing, I have to have some sort of discipline. If not, I'm going to be carrying all this very sloppily. Is that the mm-hmm. right word? It's going to be sloppy. I'm going to feel like, uh, you know, and so, um, it's not easy. Cause you know, also everyone's personality is different. And I don't think that personality should determine our discipline, but it might feel a little bit more natural for type A's than my personality is not type A. So I've had to really work harder to get there. Um, but I've even been noticing recently, like, I'm like, okay, these, this is the goal that I want and I want to feel the results. And one thing I realize is that, and kind of like what you're sharing with these disciplines. So my result is to feel more energy to the result. I want to feel more energy, to be more comfortable in my body, et cetera, to be uh, happy for my kids and like joyful and peaceful and well rested, which I'm still working on the rest. Of it, right? <laughs> but, um, and stuff like that. And there's been days even recently, like, I do not want to work out and not that it's just working out is the main goal here, but I've noticed I've been making sure that I push myself. And when I do, I'm like, I feel so much more energy after this. Like, exactly. It's true. And it's like, almost like annoying, (laughs) like, but I'm so glad that I've been pushing myself. Cause like, I was so tired yesterday, for example. And I'm like, this would be a day of all days that I just want to lay down. It's like, Oh, but you said you're going to work out. So you're going to work out. And I did. I'm like, I feel great. And you know what? My mood is better. Cause I was irritated yesterday, (laughs) you know, girl time. It was really hitting me and I was very overstimulated. And afterwards I was like, Oh, 
okay, there I am. And so anyways, that's a little side tangent, but I've been learning it and I've been um, very inspired by you um, and what you do. And I think all of us listening can know that whether there's an insane amount of discipline in your life or not, that doesn't determine your worth or value, Mm -hmm. but that we can all start somewhere and the results are so worth it. And sometimes for the results we want, we have to do the opposite of what we feel, you know, and, and it's worth it. And so, um, I love that. So thank you. What Cheyenne going off of that, what are three daily disciplines that you implement? Like something that you have to do and why I try to do something to physically improve myself, mentally improve myself, and then spiritually improve myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Mentally can be anywhere from listening to an informative podcast, reading a book, physically, obviously working out is my go-to, but there's days I don't want to work out. And so I will opt for an outdoor walk if the weather permits, especially when it's so nice and sunny out, that vitamin D is going to change your mood. I promise. I have clients that go through these slumps to where they just don't feel like working out. And I'm like, go for a walk. I've had clients just walk and change their diet and see tremendous results. And people just underrate this. I know it's so simple, but it's not easy. Right. So get out, just move, put your shoes on. The first step is putting your shoes on. Once your shoes are on, guess what? One foot in front of the other. And then right there. Mm -hmm. And then, um, spiritually, I really do try to be a good person. Um, there's, I don't talk about these things to boast in myself, but I will often help strangers. Like there's a guy I met at Kava a few weeks ago. He and I had a conversation in line. I paid for his meal. I'll see a mm-hmm. homeless person and I'll be called to get go get them a meal and feed yeah. them. And I don't post that on social media. That's not yeah. for the world. That's for me. That's for me to for be sure. a good neighbor. You know, I'm trying right. to help somebody that's never going to give me anything in return. And yeah. doing that often is so rewarding. And then not yeah. sharing it because I see so many social media oh, yeah videos of people handing homeless people food and then yeah. holding a phone in their face. And I'm just like, that's crazy. That's not, right? mm-hmm. uh, it drives me nuts because, and Nate sees me cry often. I'm like, can we go yeah. get them food? Or yeah. I'll call my, my best friend. Lexi's like, Shane, you need to stop getting out of the car like that. And I'm like, I promise nobody's going to do anything to me. I feel like when I have Chick-fil-A in my hand, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, doing things like that and not telling anybody, I don't know if you saw my story a couple, it was probably a couple months ago, but Mm-hmm. I was walking out of H-E-B and I buy myself flowers once a week and I call in my pocket of happy. And this lady was walking by and she's like, are those for me? I said, well, if you want them. Aww. And she just started crying. And she's like, I've had such a hard, she just started going into everything about her life, yeah. you know, her mom, her everything. And $5 flowers made this woman's day. And you don't know where she's at mentally. You know, you, exactly. you stopped and gave her a moment of kindness that you would probably want for yourself if ever in need. And Mm -hmm. I tell Nate all the time, I'm like, you never know when it's a test. you never know. And I'm not doing it to be approved, get approval of anything, but those moments like that really test who you are deep in like your ethical bones and your foundation. So Mm -hmm. I take those moments and I carry them with me. I don't know if people ever remember me, but I remember every single one of them that I come into contact with. And I often think I'm like, I wonder if they think about me the way I think about them. Yeah. No, I'm sure they do. And it's like the impact that we don't realize we have something so simple could literally have changed not only their day, but their life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I love like that part, you know, you shared a couple of disciplines, like the mental, the physical, but spiritual. And I love the spiritual part that you share too, because it's like getting outside of yourself, whether you're having a good day or not, 
you know, mm-hmm. getting outside of yourself and practicing the verse that says like, not only love the Lord, your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, but love your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy. Oh, I love God. But there's the other side of the coin to that. That's just as equal as the other. And God wants us to mm-hmm. love our neighbor in whatever shape or form that is, you know, yeah. and, and it's so easy to miss those opportunities. You're in a rush. You got your flowers. You're going to go home, but to stop and actually care about people is something that should be simple, but it's not. And so I think that even in our lives as women, even as mothers, like find ways on the daily to get outside yourself Mm -hmm. to say, how can I love my neighbor? Whether that's your husband that day, whether that's your, your neighbor, literally, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's your kids, you know, whatever that looks like, like there's a way to get outside yourself and it ends up blessing you. Like it ends up blessing you and Joyce Meyer. I used to listen to her all the time. I love her. And Um, she's a famous minister or popular minister. Um, and she, um, would, there's something she said that always stuck with me. And of course, I don't remember exactly how she worded it, but pretty much what you're saying, like on the days, especially when you're not having a good day, like when you get outside yourself, it's going to reward your heart. Mm -hmm. Like you need that to sometimes get out of the slumps. And I also liked what you said, like, you don't go posting it and all this kind of stuff. And the Bible actually says, that when you do good deeds, don't shout it out like the hypocrites Mm -hmm. do that your father in heaven sees you and he will reward you. And the Bible says, even if you give a cup of water to the least of these that your father sees and that he rewards you. And so he doesn't need us like going out there saying, look at what I'm doing. And, but he, he all by himself rewards you. He literally rewards you. Even if you give someone some water, you know, so how beautiful does that and how, how much is that, um, minister to God's heart when he Mm -hmm. sees us doing it out of genuine hearts and not for likes. And Hey, do your thing. When I see those videos, I'm just like, Oh, those people, like I'm, I was going to say, I love those videos, but I also, there's two signs to that coin. Right. So I'm like, Oh, I love that you're maybe sharing it and it maybe inspires somebody else to do it. But also imagine being in that person's position and having a camera on you in the most difficult time of your life, you know, Um, hopefully they're asking these people's permission and that might be me thinking too much into it, but I truly believe when you do things for people that can know that can't return anything to you, that's like the the best type of giving, you know, not don't give to receive, just give to give from your heart. And it's to me, like, that's the, I think Nate and Lexi are probably like the only people that know about that. And then that one lady with the flowers, just because I thought it was such a positive moment. And I had told her that day. I said, do you, cause actually it was coincidence that the night before was like a terrible thunderstorm. And then that next day when we were in the parking lot, it was beautiful. I said, the way you're living right now, like whatever you're going through was that storm last night. What's to come is this day. Like just understand after every storm is typically the most beautiful day. So just be patient and weather the storm. And she's like, like you, like I said, I didn't do it for anything, but like you said, I could have potentially changed her life. I don't know where she was on the spectrum of being tired of what she was going through. And so yeah, exactly. A smile can honestly change someone's life or small conversation. And I, I try to do it often. I know I have like right. a, how do they say it? <laughs> RBF is the acronym for, yeah, the acronym right, for right. it. I look not very approachable, but I promise <laughs> I am one of the nicest people. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Cause you, you are. And so Hey, we all got our faces. You're good, girl. <laughs> I was like, that's um, just my face. I promise I can't see very well. So I'm usually like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally feel you. But I, I just love those stories. And I think that that's just so inspiring. Um, And so shifting gears a little bit again, you know, I know that you help so many women. Um, I see it every day um, because of your passion, just help them feel confident. 
What would you tell the woman today listening? A lot of our audience are women, but not only that, a lot of them are mothers. Um, and some of us spring back after kids, which praise the Lord. And some of us don't. And mm -hmm. I think the majority, and when I say that I myself and speaking for myself, like, man, after that third kind of like, dang, like that, this that, isn't that, the same. Yeah. That wrecked me. <laughs> and I know a lot of women, um, you know, are just going through, it is so hard to, to rejoice and praise God for being able to birth a child, which is a miracle and embracing yes. like my body is healing. I, I heard that it takes 18 months for your body to fully heal after giving birth. And then I heard an updated statistic that's saying that it takes actually seven years. So not only your body, but mentally, hormones. physically, and all those things, hormones, seven years. I'm like, dang, gosh, you know? And so <laughs> it's, it's a struggle, like rejoicing with all of the beauty of childbirth and your child, but also like, okay, but like my body, like, you know? And so, and not only after having kids, but Hey, before kids, I remember looking back now, I'm like, girl, you had nothing to worry about. And I remember mm -hmm. looking back and like, I'm like, man, to wear that again, <laughs> yes. you, know, wear the, you know, all kinds of stuff. And so it's, you know, as women, we're always, all, I feel like our own worst way. Yes. Especially with our body. So what would you tell a woman today that's listening, that's struggling to love herself and her body? I mean, what are some words of encouragement? I'm going to start with my moms out there. And I tell this to every mother that I have a consultation call with, because I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. I have not yet crossed that bridge of motherhood. God has not gifted right. me that I'm not trying yet, but I hope and pray that I am able to cross that and enter into that journey of life. Right. Um, but your body was strong enough to bring in life to this world. That's not an easy thing to do. And some women can't, you know, right. And as much as your body changes physically, it's a very temporary time and you can do something about it afterwards. Will your body ever be the same? No, it right. won't. Your body, in my opinion, is going to be better. Right. <laughs> you have brought life into this world. You see how strong you are to do that. And then you're carrying a baby around. Don't tell me you can't do X, Y, and Z after that. I think mothers are superheroes in their own right. I know you can't do everything at once, but it is truly a miracle to have a human built inside of you and right. to come out on the other side and watch them grow. I don't like social media and the aspect of Photoshopping. Yes. I don't like it in the aspect of following influencers and celebrities who have the means to get their bodies done after yes. motherhood. It's not normal to do that. Our bodies were created to create life. We're right. meant to change and grow along with each journey and phase that we go through. So give yourself grace. Again, right. your body is never going to be the same. In my opinion, it'll be better. I hope I get hips after I have kids. I'm just crossing yeah. my fingers. <laughs> um, but just give yourself grace and you didn't change overnight in the direction you didn't want to. Right. So you're not going to change right. the opposite and overnight. So give yourself grace and take baby steps and just look at it from the standpoint of like, I want a healthier body for my okay. child. And you said it, you kind of touched on it. Like looking at old pictures, I've always yeah. struggled with body dysmorphia. I was never, um, by any means obese or anything, right. but I would look at pictures of myself and just be super unhappy. And now I'm to the point where when I say I have clothes in my closet that I would buy in like 2015, 2016, that still had tags on them. And I wouldn't wear them because they didn't look right. Mm -hmm. I don't care anymore. I wore yeah. a tight bodysuit the other night and I don't 
care. I don't care if I sit and I have a little stomach. I'm a woman. I have a uterus. It's okay. Right. Like I have cellulite on my legs. Like I hope that I have cellulite. I'm a woman. I'm supposed to carry weight in my lower half of my body. Right. There's certain things that as I've gotten older, I understand a woman's body. Everybody's different. Everybody's body is beautiful in their own right. And I've always struggled with not being thick enough. I've always been skinny. So I have to eat. And so we all want what we don't have. I just talked to a girl at the gym about this, even if it's as much as like curly hair versus straight hair. Right. Appreciate what you have while you have it, because it can be taken away tomorrow. Right. You could not, you could get in a car accident, a wreck, your legs no longer works and you can't walk anymore, but you used to just take that two working legs for granted. Never take what you have for granted. And just be grateful every day and attitude of gratitude about the body you have, honestly. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if there's something you want to change, work to work to change it. You know, it's, yeah. it's not something that's permanent. And for all my moms out there, if you do get to the point of wanting surgery, please try the natural way first, please, yes. please, please. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, that's another thing I see so many, I'm not talking against anybody that's gotten that done. I'm all for like feeling your best and looking your best. Yes. But surgery is no easy task and it's yeah. very, very dangerous, very high risk, especially with babies that need you. Yes. you know, that that woman, I think off of Wild and Out who wanted a mommy makeover and is no longer, doesn't get to be around to be a mommy anymore because she yeah. wanted, you know, the physical happiness. And I get that. I truly do. But this is a fad. These bodies yes. are a fad, just like mm-hmm. everything else. So just yes. appreciate what you have. And honestly, if you were a potato sack and you were confident, guess what? You're going to turn heads. Yes. It doesn't matter yes. what you, confidence is not to me a physical thing. Mm-hmm. It truly comes with from within. And when you walk in a room, no matter what you're wearing, a t-shirt and jeans or the most beautiful gown at the ball, if you're confident, it's going to be seen. Yes. And so to my non-moms, again, social media has a big thing in how we see ourselves. And if yeah. you don't follow, his name is Goob underscore two, I believe. Mm-hmm. He calls out a lot of influencers that Photoshop that you would not guess Photoshop. And it's wow. slight, slight things as much as like pulling your stomach in, widening your hips. I mean, there's, it's so sad. And I can firmly say I've yeah. never Photoshopped anything. I, right. you know, I know my angles, but yeah. I've never Photoshopped to change the way my body looks online. I'm not going to do right. that because guess what? At some point you're going to see me in real life. And I don't want to yeah. be that girl that doesn't look the same online as she does in person. That's exactly. to me more embarrassing than posting a little bit of a stomach on Instagram. It's normal. Right. Yeah. Um, and abs are not, I mean, a woman, by the way, is not supposed to be below a certain body fat percentage, unless you're genetically gifted over there. We're yeah. supposed to carry a little bit of extra meat on our bones, embrace yeah. it, embrace yeah. being a woman. It's a beautiful thing. It is mm-hmm. really a beautiful and powerful thing. Right. So just be grateful for what you have while you have it, because there's yeah. going to come a day where you're going to be 60 years old and look back at photos of you now. And you're going to be like, oh, I wish I looked like that. And, yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, thank you. There was so much encouragement in that so much. And I think everyone who hears that is going to feel so um, much better. And I like many things that you said. And one thing is to like, um, understanding that we have a body we're a woman and that I feel like our culture has painted the picture of certain things, not being attractive. Mm-hmm. And when those certain things are just natural, whether mm-hmm. it's a little bit of cellulite, when you sit down, your tummy is maybe, even if you have the flattest stomach going to have like a little roll, maybe because your mm-hmm. pants are right there. And not hating yourself, but saying, I'm a woman and I'm going to be confident and I'm going to love these parts of myself instead of hating it. And, and I think you're so right too, that 
sometimes, well, not sometimes confidence is even more attractive than this perfect idea of a body mm-hmm. that you, you like body, or even what you're wearing or how you present yourself, like confidence is attractive. Mm-hmm. So be confident in the season. Even if you have goals to, to get even healthier and even quote unquote more fit, but be confident where you're at and strut <laughs> yourself, girl, like be, I am beautiful. And just like you said, we're going to be older. Hey, we can still be beautiful then, but you're right. Like, I feel like we're always looking back at, Oh, how I used to be, but you're beautiful right where you're at. And we're, don't we're work the, in progress. Is, don't take the moment for granted before it becomes a memory is one of my yeah. favorite things. Cause there's times I look at photos and I remember hating my body and I was almost sickly skinny yeah. and I thought I was fat. And I look now and I'm like, and now I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum where I feel like I can't get big enough. Right. Who would have thought? I'm like, I want bigger legs. And I'm like, I look at photos side by side. I'm like, dang, you've really grown. You've put on some good inches. And, right. you know, we, we're never really satisfied, which is fine. I always, I'm always about growth, c- consistent, working on yourself. But I tell everyone, especially because I post before and afters, right? Right. Don't compare yourself to anybody else. And you are right where you are meant to be where, when you're right. there. You know, your journey is not going to look like mine. I don't have three kids. I'm not homeschooling. So my journey, my transformation might happen a little bit quicker than yours is going to get to. Right. And that that, that doesn't mean you're not going to get to where you want to be. It's just your journey is going to look different. And so comparison, the thief of joy. Oh my gosh. It's the worst, especially for women, especially, and then especially for motherhood and comparing everyone and where they're at and not taking into account, like the way you get there is going to be different than others. Mm -hmm. It might take a lot longer because it's a lot harder Mm -hmm. and you know, everyone has their own hard, but not comparing like that is just, um, the wrong way to look at it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we're just, we're beautiful and we're all working on it and we're all, we we want to be, we want to be attractive. We want to be beautiful but that doesn't mean that we, we can't look at ourselves through the lenses of how our culture has like painted it because that is where the lies lie. And so, um, we're closing up, but on this topic, before we move on, why do you think so many women struggle so much with body dysphoria? I definitely think Mm -hmm. we've always had a standard, a beauty standard, whether it's, you know, when, I was in, I, I want to say like eighth grade, seventh grade, Tyra Banks' show, America's Next Top Model. Yep. She called mm-hmm. those girls fat. Yes. Mind you, like I said before, I struggled with my body image my entire life. So I'd be at some like off of school for summer eating my pizza rolls. And she's calling yeah. this woman who's 5'10 and I can see her collarbone, every bone in her body. She calls her fat. I'm like spitting out my pizza roll because I'm, what? Yeah. She, if she's fat. You know, there's always been something that we have to compare ourselves to, what, whether yeah. it's, you know, super, super skinny back in the 90s, early 2000s, or now the BBL bodies, which, yes. you know, everybody seems to have them. Or before that, it was breast implants. If you didn't have breast yes. implants, you know, you did. And so it's all, there's always something that we're upheld to as women. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's the same for men at all, but as women, we always have this standard of beauty that we feel like yes. we need to uphold. And it's not the case, honestly. The best compliment I've ever received was from a friend in 2020. And they said, you look like you. And that is why you're beautiful. Like you don't look like that Kim K, Kim K copy, Kim Kylie copy, you know, everybody want, and I'm again, not bashing anybody, but 
those things are supposed to enhance your own natural beauty. Don't try to change to be someone you're not. Yeah. We are all so, as I've gotten older, mm-hmm. you know, young years, you pick on kids for certain things, big ears, big eyes, whatever. Right. As I've gotten older, there's not a person that I look at and think, ew, they're ugly. I yeah. always find beauty in each person, whatever that may be, the t- the higher cheekbones, the the bigger lips, the longer eyelashes, whatever it is, I'm going to find something that I just am enamored with. And right. I think we should really play on our strengths. We all have things that are, everybody wants what they don't have, right? So like a girl yeah. today at the gym has beautiful curly hair and she's like, I want my hair to be straight. And I'm like, why? It's awful over here. Yeah. And so just embrace what you have and really play to, to what you have and, yeah. and enjoy it. And when somebody sees you embracing what you have, maybe you'll help them to yeah. feel comfortable and confident in their own skin because society, as we see it going, it's, you know, vanity, a lot of vanity yeah. in social media and it's hard. I've, I don't know if you've seen a shift in my stuff before it was always like picture perfect poses and stuff. And now I'm like makeup list doing my, my, uh, face mask or showing my acne. Cause I have acne. I'm a human. I'm normal. Um, I don't want people to see my page and think, Oh, she's got it all together. She's perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm human. And just because I don't post that stuff all the time, you know, I, I battle with the the thought of it's not my fault for naivety, but I do have to understand I was naive at one point and I followed social media influencers that at the time I had no idea they were getting their bodies done. I didn't know they were on certain drugs to look a certain way. And I'm comparing myself to them driving myself insane because I'm working out seven days a week. I'm eating chicken and rice and broccoli and drinking a smoothie and I'm not losing weight. Yeah. Now that I know what I know, I'm like, I'm, I lost so many years comparing myself to these women that were, was never going to be achievable by what I was doing. And now I'm just in a place where I just, I love who I am. I love that I follow pages that inspire me versus make me feel less than. And that's a big thing. Detox your page if you have Mm -hmm. social media, whatever that looks like. In 2020, I did that. I unfollowed anything that wasn't serving me as far as like meme pages. I don't, you are what you consume, whether that's food or up here. And it was a big mind shift for me. I had to get rid of a lot of that stuff. I was like, ugh. It's not conducive to anything. It's not conducive to who I want to be as a person. And again, I'm not bashing anybody. We're all at different points, but it definitely helped me shift my perspective into a more positive light. It's very hard for me to deal with negative people. Oh, it bothers sure. me. I don't like grudge mm-hmm. holders. I don't like people that talk about others. I don't, it's just, I don't, I don't have that negative bone in my body anymore. Right. And it just, it's not who I want to be. I don't want to surround right. myself with that. So yeah. Yeah. And we're in control of what we consume only mm-hmm. us. And so that is a very important thing to do, um, to make sure that what you're consuming is actually life-giving for you. And there's nothing wrong with eliminating the things that aren't. And, and, um, I love what you shared. And one thing that you shared is like one of your f- most, um, or your favorite or the best compliments you received about how they said you're beautiful because you're you like mm-hmm. in, in so many words. And I think that that can apply to all of us. If we would just embrace who we are and not try to look and be like all these other beautiful women that we Mm -hmm. admire but admire them yes but admire ourselves and and bring out the most beautiful features that are not just physical Mm -hmm. but 
are so much more, so much deeper because it's not just the beauty on the outside that makes us beautiful, beautiful, even though that sounds cliche, it's true that -hmm. there can be the most beautiful woman in the room, but if she has a not very nice attitude and rude and all these things, like in my opinion, that's not the most beautiful, like, ew. And I don't want to be that. I don't want to be an insecure, um, jealous woman. I want to be a confident woman who thinks I'm beautiful, loves my beauty, but also, um, compliments other women who are too, without feeling envious, you know? And, um, I think that that's so important. So thank you for sharing that. Um, two last things before we close up and that is what are some simple adjustments that we, those who are listening can, uh, simple things we can do in our daily diet. And when I say diet, not like diet as in a uh, restrictive, but our daily consumption that would benefit our health. And then what is one word of encouragement you can share as we end to a woman who's just feeling discouraged with her body image mindset? Let me start with the diet. You said restrictive. I hate that word. I'm all about right. balance. I preach balance, baby. I, I do not want a girl to feel like they can't have cake on their birthday right? or to feel like you have to eat the same thing every day, balance, Mm -hmm. balance, balance, but just make sure you're getting enough food. A lot of women, majority of women that I work with in the beginning under eat, they're scared to eat. We have these fad diets that are out here telling us we need to eat 1200 calories, low carb, this, there's certain instances that those are true, Mm -hmm. but it's not an uh, application of one size fits all at all. Right. Um, especially if you're going to be active, you need to fuel yes. your body. Cal- the word calorie definition is an, a, a unit of energy. It's energy yes. for your body. See it as such, and it'll change your life. Mm. I have a girl, she's um, taking a hiatus right now because she's actually expecting, but Aww. she fit a cosmic brownie into her macros every single day. That's awesome. Every single day. That was her, yeah. that was her thing. And she wanted it. And I said, you know what? I have my thing. My thing is my coffee and I'm not going to give it up. So right. you make it fit. So, um, balance, just try to make smarter choices, right? So if you go through drive-thrus often opt for grilled options, instead of the fried options, if you do get large fries, try a small fry. If you're doing a large soda, try a small, soda. little, little changes, do not discredit them. Do not think that it's not going to add up because everything either compounds for us or compounds against us. You choose which way it's going to go. And so make small choices, implement them consistently over a long period of time and watch how it works for you. Even if it, if it's diet, then do those little changes, add fruits, add vegetables, mm-hmm. um, add higher protein snacks, higher protein yes. is one of the bit, first things I tell people to do. If it's, you don't drink enough water, buy yourself a cute little jug, drink right. your water throughout the day. You know, um, if it's no movement, you don't move, start small. There's YouTube stretches. You could do stretching, you could go right. for a walk, things that aren't going to require a lot of exerted energy. And then mm-hmm. once you start realizing how better, how much better you feel, you almost become addicted to the serotonin release. That's like, oh yeah, Ooh, I feel really good now. I want to do mm-hmm. this. And there's going to be days, like you said yesterday, where that motivation is low, but that's where discipline comes into place. And you remember, okay, I felt really good after my last one. And something is always better than nothing. Don't think you have to do an hour long workout to feel better. Like I said, I have a woman who she has transformed her habits. I'm not going to say she's, she's transformed everything. She used to eat out breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I'm talking Sonic corn dogs, Wendy's, (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Every meal was fast food. And she's, she's now to the point where she can get a fruit cup at Chick-fil-A instead of the fries and feel satisfied. And she doesn't do crazy workouts. 
I have her on like 15 minute increments on the stair stepper at home. It's one of the little steppers that you can do. Yeah. She's like, I don't have a lot of time in the day. I said, everybody has 15 minutes. And I know you're watching right. something on Netflix. So put it in front of the TV and stand there and watch it. Yeah. Um, so little things like that. And as far as words of encouragement, I have so many little nuggets. I don't know what would be the best one to encourage, but just know you're capable of anything. Honestly, yeah. you're really, you're one choice away from a completely different life. Right. And it doesn't have to be extreme to be effective is my favorite. That's what, that's my motto. I don't want people to think you have to do some crazy diet to get results. Right. I did I, my goal and my business plan is probably the worst. My goal is to have you with me to learn and absorb everything, get where you want to be and maintain what you want and never need me again. Right. Terrible business model, right? At some point you're right. not going to need me, but mm -hmm. my goal is not to make crazy amounts of money or anything like that. My goal is to help people. And right. I feel like that's personally why my business flourishes because you can right. see how genuine I am. Mm -hmm. And I do it from a really good heart posture. Right. And I feel like what you get, what you put into the world. So, and I, like I said, I'm not doing it to receive anything, but I genuinely want people and one of my, I cry once a week on my check-ins the women, y'all, yeah. they make me cry every week when I'm reading the non-scale victories about right. them playing with their kids again. They weren't playing yes. with their kids again because they were so tired getting home from work. Um, one just posted, she remembers how awful she felt in Vegas before she hired me and she hated herself. She hated her body. Yeah. She hated everything about her. And she's like, I'm starting to feel confident again. And yeah. knowing so many women lack confidence breaks my heart. Yeah. It breaks my heart. And I, when they send me messages like that, it just reasserts. I I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to be doing. And exactly. I truly love it. And it's not just, I don't know if you've seen the posts that I make. It's not just physical stuff. It's really mm -hmm. mental. If you can train this, you can conquer anything. I promise. If you have yes. a good mindset perspective is everything. Right. I had a girl complain the other day about, oh, she broke her toe. And I said, maybe this happened to slow you down. Maybe you needed this night to reset with your husband and your son to slow down because you've been doing so much for yourself, like sit back, right. relax, rest, recover. And she's like, how do you just think about all of these things <laughs> in such a way? And my mindset shifted when I was about 26 years old. I used to be very uh, short tempered and not very pleasant. If I had a bad day, I, I apologize to anybody I came into contact with on those days, but <laughs> Shift your perspective and think these things happen for you rather than to you and watch how the dynamic of your life changes. Right. Life yeah, isn't happening to us. It's happening for us. I promise mm -hmm. every single time. Right. And yeah, I, I love that. I love that, you know, you're ending with really just sharing with us, like it's our mindset. Like we truly are capable of anything. If we could literally just be women and then be women who also give birth and have children and be mothers and, and all the things that we do, we, anything that we put our mind to, we can do. I just, I just love that because it's easy to just uh, slip in the slump of like feeling like we can. And then also I love your heart to just help women feel confident because I feel like the truth is so many of us don't, even if we are at our quote unquote prime, it's easy to find things that we're not satisfied with and not mm -hmm. confident in but I love your heart to help women shift that because we need it. We need to feel comfortable right where we're at, right where we're going and just who we are as women. And, you know, as we end Cheyenne, I wanted to share this verse in song of Solomon 
four, seven, it says, you are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. And I feel like all of us as women need to understand at the end of the day, pushing all the influences aside, all the words, all the whispers, all our voices, all of our insecurities and doubts and all these things that God is whispering to us. You are altogether beautiful, my darling. And there is no flaw in you. We look in the mirror and sometimes we only see flaws, but imagine God whispering that there is no flaw in you. Mm -hmm. He made us beautiful and perfect, and he is not calling us to measure up to our culture standards, but he wants us to imagine the father's heart, knowing that sometimes we look in the mirror and we don't love ourselves. We don't embrace ourselves. We don't see our beauty when, wait a second, God made us beautiful. God made us good. His his creation, he doesn't make ugly things. He doesn't make um, half a things. Like he makes perfect, sorry, but perfect, beautiful, amazing, and good things. And so when you look at herself, go ahead. One last thing. There's two things. Sorry. Would you want your child to speak to themselves the way you speak to yourself? One. And Mm -hmm. two, affirmations. I had a client that felt because, you know, she went from eating fast food, which is very, um, addicting in a sense, you really get that. Oof, I feel good after eating it for a moment. And then you feel like junk after, um, she felt like I was, she was being punished by eating healthy. And I said, why don't we shift that mindset and think about how many people can't afford to eat healthy? How many people don't know where their next meal is coming from Mm -hmm. and be truly grateful that you have the ability to eat what you want to eat. And it's nourishing your body. She's been doing her affirmations regarding that the last two weeks. And she's, and she's like, Cheyenne, it's working. You are what you put, like you speak that has a lot to do with how you feel about life and what you're going into. And it just, to me, affirm good things only and speak yes. to yourself the way you would want your child to speak to yourself. Cause oftentimes there's things that we dislike about ourselves physically that do get passed down to our children, whether it's big ears, your, your, you know, your teeth, eyes, whatever it is. And you look at your child and you see nothing but beauty. Yes. And then you look at you and you're like, Hmm, I don't want, I, you shouldn't speak to yourself in a way that you wouldn't want your child to speak to yourself, especially right. I know little boys, but little girls, especially because yeah. I, one of my best friends grew up with a mom who was very, very negative about herself and she mm-hmm. still struggles with body image. And it makes me so sad because I luckily, my mom wasn't like that. It was me because I watched stuff like the Hills yeah. and, you know, things that had that mm-hmm. TV culture. And I just, it pains me to think that there's women out there talking to themselves negatively in the mirror with the little one watching and they often right. do what we do. Yes. So if you're eating healthy, doing healthy things, they're going to, if you're unfortunately like my family, statistically, I should be an alcoholic right now. Right. I'm not yep. because I've made choices that are, you know, so just do as you would want your child to do. Cause right. it's the easiest way to look at it. Would you want little you to be talking to themselves like this? Exactly. And that's really, you know, convicting. And it's very true because God's heart for us is to see beauty, but how much more. And that's something that I have had to work on because I grew up with, my mom is beautiful and she used to just bash herself. And it was just a thing that she would make funny. And that is something that I'm still working on. Um, I'm not saying I like bash myself, but when I feel insecure, I realize I speak it sometimes. And my husband is just amazing. And he'll always tell me, babe, can you, first of all, let me compliment you and say, <laughs> thank you. 
And can, and he'll say, can you stop saying mean things about my friend, Lauren? And it's like, he makes it cute, you know? And I'm like, stop it. And I'm like, babe. And and, and anyway, so he encouraged me like, babe, you're beautiful. Like, what more do you want me to tell you? Like, and, and I know this, well, I mean, I know this, but my point is, is like, I never, ever want my girls to overhear me, my kids. And the truth is, if I'm speaking out loud, it is very possible that they're hearing me and I just don't realize it. And I don't ever, I mean, they're beautiful. They're perfect. And so you're just so right, especially as mothers too, of just being confident and letting that be something that your kids learn to be too. Mm -hmm. Um, So Cheyenne, thank you for just everything that you shared today. There was so much gold, so much encouragement, so much even practical things that we can take away from this, but overall just learning to be confident as women in our bodies. And Cheyenne, what is the best way that we can connect with you? Um, my social media, Instagram would probably be the most direct. You can direct message me or I have a link on there. If you do want to set up a consultation, I get back to you the same day. If you don't have Instagram, Facebook, all of my handles are Cheyenne Maria. I think Instagram is at Cheyenne underscore Maria. And then Facebook is Cheyenne Maria signs. However, on Facebook, I have my settings that if we don't know someone in mutual, it's not going to let you message me. So Instagram would be the best. Okay, cool. Well, guys, I encourage you, those who are listening today, go follow her, go just be encouraged by her content, reach out to her. Um, You know, Cheyenne, this has just been an awesome time. And as we close, I want to pray for all of us and all of us listening. And then, um, yeah, hope everyone was blessed today. So God, I thank you so much for this time together with Cheyenne and all of those that you lead to just listen in God. I thank you for the heart of gold that you've given Cheyenne, the expertise, the knowledge, the heart, the passion. And I just pray that you would continue to broaden her influence and just lead other women to her that just need encouragement from her. God, I pray that you continue, continue to heal the places in her heart, Lord, that you are already healing and that you would just continue to give her joy and peace in this season. God, for every woman listening today, I just pray that you would show them even today, God, that they would look in the mirror and gosh, God, would you let them see the beauty highlight to them, the beautiful aspects of them physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, every part of them that you would begin to give them new eyes to see the beauty that you've given them, that, that you would give them this insane amount of confidence to walk with confidence, knowing that they are daughters of God and that they were made with no flaw, that they are beautiful and that you would give us the energy, the strength, the capability and remind us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthened us, whatever our goals are, Lord, to feel healthier, to just live a long life that would bring you glory. God, I pray that you help us to remember we're capable and we ask for your strength to move forward, God. And we just thank you for all these things in Jesus name. Amen. I hope you found encouragement today. I'd love to connect with you. You can find me by following Lauren A. Hargrove on Instagram or Facebook. And before you go, can you do me a favor and leave a rating and review for this show? I would greatly appreciate it. And it would help other moms better find the show too. With that, thank you for being a part of our community today. And until next time.